0: Hey families, before we start this episode, I have a request for you. We are so glad that you're listening to Hebrew School, and we want even more people to join the fun. One of the best ways to help our show is to rate and review Hebrew School on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. I love reading reviews, and they really make a difference in helping people find our show. Kids, we especially would love reviews from you. So when you're done listening to this episode remember to write a review okay here's the show hey friends today is a really exciting day at hebrew school headquarters it's bring your family to work day i brought my mom my dad my three brothers, my six sisters, my grandparents, my uncle Larry, my second cousin three times removed, my dog and all five of our fish. Everyone say hi. Howdy. Hello.
1: Yo ho ho.
0: It's a bit crowded in here though. Uncle Larry, you stepped on my toe. Sorry. Grandma, can you shift over a bit a, a bit more? Never mind, Grandma. It's okay. I'm glad you're all here. I love all of you, and I am so excited because it's time for a very special family-themed episode of Hebrew School.
2: Wait, producer Robert here. That's the wrong theme song. Here you go, everybody.
0: Hebrew School is a game show where awesome kids learn about all things Jewish. I'm your host, Sarah Fredman-Ader. Today, we are joined by someone I wish I was related to, Bitzalel! Bitzalel, I know it's really crowded here. Do you think you could smush yourself into our Hebrew School office? Yeah, I think I could. Oh, excuse me. Oh, you fit. Oh, that, that's a tight squeeze. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Bitsalo. I'm 11 years old, and I go to the center school. Since today's a special family-themed episode of Hebrew School, can you tell us about your family?
3: I have one brother and no sisters.
0: What do you and your brother like to do together?
3: We like to fight, <laughs> and we like to play like video games.
0: Oh, that's so much fun. Yeah, I like to fight with my siblings too because if you can't fight with your siblings, who can you fight with, right? Yeah. Okay, Pizzalo, are you ready to play our first game? Yeah. Great. Our first game is called Top Ten. Top Ten. Do you ever hear of the Ten Commandments? Yeah. They're like, the best of the best, the most important roles that we're expected to live by. The 10 Commandments have something to say about how we should treat our parents. I'm gonna tell you three possible options for what the 10 Commandments say. Only one is correct. Can you identify the right commandment? I hope so. I hope so too. Here's number one. If your father or mother should be asleep, do not wake them, lest they fall out of bed in fear. Here's your second option. Beware the jokes of your father and be sure to laugh, whether they be funny or not. And your final option is, honor your father and your mother that you may long endure on the land that your God is assigning to you. Okay, Bitzalo, which is the real commandment? I think number three is
3: the real commandment.
0: Winner. Exactly right. The correct answer is number three, honor your father and your mother, which can be found in the book of Exodus chapter 20. Although I think those first two are also generally good advice. What do you think?
3: Yeah, probably.
0: Have you ever tried to wake your parents up while they're sleeping? Yeah. How did that go for you? It didn't fall
3: out of bed, but it
0: didn't end so great. Well, at least there's that. Yeah. I love the Ten Commandments so much, I want to do another. It isn't specifically about family, but when you have a top ten list like this, I think it's worth it anyway. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so the Ten Commandments also have rules about things you should not do. Can you tell me which of these three things are forbidden in the Ten Commandments? Number one. Do not be jealous. Number two, do not put orange juice in your cereal instead of milk. That is gross. And really, what are you thinking? Or number three, do not knock down your brother's magnetile tower. out. do you know which one is actually mentioned in the Bible? The first
3: one's actually mentioned in the Bible.
2: Winner...
0: got it. The correct answer is number one. You should not be jealous of what other people have. That can lead to all sorts of bad things. But Salo, do you think that this particular commandment is hard to follow? Yeah. Have you ever seen something that your friends have that you want? I've seen a lot of things my friends have that I want. How do you deal with it when you feel that way? I ask my parents to get it for me and they say no. And that's the end of it. (laughs) And we know that you have to honor your father and your mother from that first round we played, so gotta listen to him. Yep. Yep. (sighs) Family. Now it's time for a segment I like to call Chokhmat HaHamonim.
4: Chokhmat
2: HaHamonim. Wisdom of the Proud.
0: Chochmah Amonim is Hebrew for Wisdom of the Crowds. This is the part of the show when we hear from some incredible kids all answering the same question. This week, we asked the students at Anshei Chesed Hebrew School in Manhattan to tell us what family means to them.
3: Family means someone who looks after you. To me, family means love, kindness, and people who keep you safe. Family means love and respect. Family means the people who are close to you. To me, family means support and funness. To me, family means a group of people who love each other, they fight with each other, they get mad at each other. (laughs) To me, family means people you trust and care about. Family means traditions and making new ones.
0: I love how families come in all shapes and sizes. But what do you think? What does family mean to you? Family means that,
3: like, it's like people that, like, you can lean on when you're sad and, like, will take care of you.
0: Absolutely. For me, it's also people that I want to run to when good things happen as well. Like, the first people I want to tell my good news to. Yeah. Okay, But are you ready for our next game? Yeah, I'm ready. This one is called Prayer or Pop Song.
3: Prayer or Pop Song.
0: For this game, I'm gonna read two different but similar sets of lyrics. One of them is a blessing or prayer that we recite with our families. The other is from an old song, but I guess not quite as old as the Bible. Your job is to tell me which is which. Ready? Yes. Here's song number one. Teach your children well and feed them on your dreams. The one they picks, the one you'll know by. Don't you ever ask them why. If they told you, you would cry. So just look at them and sigh and know they love you. And here are your second lines. May God bless you and keep you. May God's light shine upon you and may God be gracious to you. May you feel God's presence within you always, and may you find peace. Any guesses? I think that the first one
3: is from the Bible.
0: Actually, those second lines are the blessing over the children that's recited on Shabbat. The first words I read are from the Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young song, Teach Your Children, recorded way back when in 1969. Want to do one more? Sure. Here's your first choice. May the angel who redeemed me from all evil bless the boys, and let my name be named in them, and the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. And here is choice two. My child arrived just the other day. He came to the world in the usual way, but there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away. What do you think? Which is the prayer and which is the pop song?
3: The first one's the prayer and the second one is the cats in the cradle.
2: Winner!
0: You got it. The first lyrics are the song Hamal Goel, which is a prayer often sung when one goes to sleep or over small children, asking God to protect them. Those second lyrics are the lyrics to Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin. There is nothing I love more than cuddling up with my family and reading a good story. But Salal, do you like reading with your parents? Yeah. Do you like reading with yourself? Yeah. I like to read. Well, let's hear a story about family from our Hebrew school storyteller, Panina Shram.
2: Here is your Hebrew school storyteller, Panina Shram, with a story about family.
4: The Artist's Search. There once was an artist who was restless. And why he was so restless? Because every time he began to paint a scene, he discarded the unfinished painting, saying always, No, 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 this is not beautiful enough. This does not touch my soul, my neshama. The artist kept searching for what would be the most beautiful subject to paint. He walked by the river that was near his home and painted the flowing water, but still, dissatisfied, he put a new canvas on his easel and started over. He walked all around the village. He looked up at the sky and down at the earth, He looked at the animals in the fields and at the workers in their workplaces, the carpenter, the shoemaker, the the tailor, the butcher. He would start to paint what he saw and then stop just as quickly as he had begun. Nothing seemed to be beautiful enough, satisfying both his senses and his soul. One morning, as the sun was rising in the sky, the artist awoke and thought to himself, I must find the most beautiful thing to paint. Since it is not here in my village, I will go out into the world and search. With that thought, he quietly said his morning prayers and dressed as quickly as he could, gathering up the artist's tools, the paints, the brushes, the canvases. He left his home while his wife and children were still asleep. Months later, the artist found himself in a beautiful park and he decided to sit under a tree. And as he was looking around, he began to hear voices singing a song, a love song. He approached this couple who were sitting at a small table under a tree and he saw the beautiful looks on their faces as they were singing this love song to each other. And so he began to take out immediately the canvas and the paints and the paintbrushes, and he began to draw the scene, capturing the love he saw in the lovers' faces and heard in the words they sang, what could be more beautiful in the world? He felt happy that he had found what he had been long looking for, the look of love. He then started for home. On the way home, he came to a bridge where he was stopped by a guard in order to allow some soldiers to cross the bridge first. And as the soldiers came closer, the artist asked one of them, where they were going. Home, cried the soldier. The war has ended and the fighting is over. We are at peace. Tears filled his eyes as he added, blessed be God, the God of Shalom. And a look came over his face such as the artist had never seen before. Shalom. Peace, yes, the feeling of peace, the look of peace, that too is a most beautiful thing in the world. And the artist began to paint, to capture on his canvas, this feeling and the look that he had seen on the soldier's face. And the artist continued on his way home, Feeling satisfied that he had captured a second most beautiful thing in the world. But the story is not over yet. One morning, the artist got up especially early in order to start out for home. He wanted to be home in time for Shabbat. He left the inn where he had stayed and he was walking along a country road when he saw in the window of a small cottage. Two people in prayer, each one wrapped in a tallit, each one putting on Tvilin and the artist stopped to watch as they were praying. Their faces were beautiful to look upon, radiant in prayer. Standing in the road, the artist worked quickly to paint this expression's of faith that he saw on their faces. Yes, yet a third most beautiful thing in the world, said the artist aloud, so that he was committing it to his memory. It was just before the beginning of Shabbat when the artist approached his home. Through the open door, he saw his wife sitting with the children around the table, and she was reading a love letter he had sent to her years before. And there was so much love in the way she read the letter. Suddenly, the words of the psalmist came to the artist. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine, thy children like olive plants, round about thy table." And at that moment, the artist saw his wife stand up to take the children to her, placing her hands on each of their heads, and she blessed each child in turn. And then they lit the candles to welcome the Shabbat bride. The peace of Shabbat and the joy of blessing filled the house. The artist could no longer restrain himself. He opened the door wider and called out, A good Shabbos, my wife. Shabbat shalom, my children. I went searching throughout the wide world for beauty, only to discover that the three most beautiful things in the world, love, peace, shalom, and faith, are here, here in my own home. I just never recognized them before." And the artist extended his hand for his wife's forgiveness, and she took his hand, and standing together with their children, all in a close circle, they recited a prayer of thanksgiving. So the artist and the family were reunited And from that day on, they celebrated Shabbat and every day with even deeper feelings of love, shalom, peace, and faith. May it be with us.
0: I loved that story. Salo, are you ready for our last game? I'm ready. I like your excitement. Our final game is called Say My Name. Say My Name. In this game, you will hear a song by someone in the Bible or Jewish history. Your job is to guess the singer. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready.
1: You think you have troubles, well think again Cause I know that your troubles can't compete, friend Oh my brothers, I know they didn't like me much But I guess I was really out of touch I told them about a dream that I had And that dream, oh that dream, and made them really mad And they threw me into a snake-filled pit But they weren't content to just let me sit they sold me as a slave, now to Egypt I go, and I just gotta say, not cool, bros.
0: So, Salo, let's recap. That song was sung by someone who really didn't get along with their brothers. In fact, they didn't get along so much that this person's brothers sold them into slavery. Any guesses? I think that was Joseph. Winner! You got it! This song is all about Joseph. Joseph was one of 12 brothers, and his father, Jacob, made it clear that Joseph was his most favorite son. Never a good move. After seeing the special coat of many colors that Jacob bought Joseph and hearing Joseph brag about dreams he had in which his brothers all bowed down to him, the brothers had had enough. They threw Joseph into a pit, sold him into slavery, and told Jacob that Joseph was eaten by wild animals. Don't you appreciate your brother a bit more now? I'm glad he doesn't do that to me. Yeah, at least he doesn't do that, right? Do you want to do one more? Sure. Here's your next song.
1: You may know my brother, he's a pretty big deal Led the Jews out of Egypt, now how would you feel To know he has a sister who watched him while He was a baby in a basket floating in the Nile I watched him then and I watch him now He splits the sea and everyone says, wow, don't you forget that behind every great mister is one protective and so awesome, perfect big sister.
0: It's all out. That song sounds like it was sung by the big sister of someone pretty famous. She said she watched him while he was a baby in the Nile, and then he went on to split the sea. Any guesses?
3: I don't know who she is, but I know who her brother was.
0: Mm, who was her brother? Mosheth. Sure. Winner! Well, you got the family right. This song is all about Moses and his awesome big sister, Miriam. Moses actually has Miriam to thank for being alive. According to the Midrash, Miriam's parents did not want to have another child, as Pharaoh had declared that all Jewish baby boys would be thrown into the Nile. But Miriam convinced them to take the chance. Once Moses was born, she watched him as he was placed in the Nile in a basket for safety. And when Pharaoh's daughter took baby Moses out of the river, Miriam came forward and offered to have her mother, and Moses' real mother, Yocheved, help the Egyptian princess take care of the baby. When Moses split the sea, Miriam was there leading the people in song with musical instruments. When she died, the Jewish people were granted a well of water to accompany them in the desert in her honor. Sounds like a pretty great sister, don't you think?
3: Yeah, I wish I had a sibling like that.
0: Whoa, mama! That bell means we are out of time today. Thank you so much for joining me, Bitzalel. Tell me, what's one thing you learned?
3: I learned who Moses' sister was.
0: I bet a lot of our listeners learned about Miriam for the first time today, too. While on an episode like this one, you might think we would go out on a song by the mamas and the papas, that's a joke for the parents out there. That's not our way. In Hebrew school, we always end with a song by the Hebrew school house band Schlock Rock. Take it away, Lenny.
2: Hey, everybody, this is Lenny Solomon from Schlagrock for Hebrew School. And enjoy, honor your parents.
0: Hebrew School is a production of Tablet Studios. The show is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Robert Scaramuccia, and me, Sara Fredmanator. Special thanks to Lenny Salmon of our house band, Schlockrock, comedian Joel Chasnoff, storyteller Panina Schramm, and musician Kelsey McDonald. Our Tablet Studios team includes Stephanie Butnick, Leah Leibowitz, Mark Oppenheimer, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Quinn Waller, Ellie Blyer, Sam Hacker, and Courtney Hazlett. Want to be a contestant on Hebrew School? Visit tabletm.ag slash Hebrew School to apply. That's tablet, the letter M, dot A-G slash Hebrew School to apply. Check out all of our podcasts at tabletmag.com slash podcasts.